Welcome to Fast Cars, Fast Girls, your IndyCar experience. I'm your host, Abby Meyer. And this week joining us, we have my friend and, well, friend of many people in the paddock, Miss Tammy Fox. Welcome to the show, Tammy. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Abby. Glad to be here. It's the, I uh, say you're a longtime listener, first time co-host. That's true. Long time listener. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So um, now you're, you're loving the paddock. You really are about the Ed Carpenter racing team. Absolutely. A little, ba- little background on Tammy. So she's not, not professionally involved in IndyCar, but I would say could be considered a professional fan. Yes. I'm a professional stalker, Ed Carpenter racing. <laughs> yeah. Professional stalker, professional fan. There may or may not be some protective orders out there. <laughs> Cakes have been baked. Back in the day for Ed Carpenter. I don't know if you remember that or not, but back when Fuzzies was a sponsor, um, Fuzzy Vodka, and uh, yes, was it, it was a pretty epic day for me. So, but no, I love I love Connor Daly as a driver, and of course VK. So, and Ed when he's driving on the on the ovals. So on the ovals, yep. Gotta love Ed Carpenter Racing. So 100%. Obviously, we love Tammy because Ed Carpenter's you know one of our our hometown teams. So. That's so, right. Yeah. All right. So, and then Tammy, so briefly, we're going to recap Mid-Ohio, and then we're going to kind of preview the Toronto race and then just talk about all the IndyCar drama. Wonderful. Uh, and, and glad to say that we were both at Mid-Ohio live for the race, so that was fantastic. Wonderful it was. Race. And it was, uh, race. it was a great race. Um, there was a lot of action in the keyhole where we sit. We got to see all kinds of things go down. Um, a lot of people spinning out, teammate on teammate violence. Um, there was a lot of drama that race. That's and, right. Andretti's did not do that well, which again, I'm a I'm a P- Pennsylvania girl, and Andretti's are our are, are local team, but they really had a rough time at that race. <laughs> it was, I'll tell you what, to be a fly on the wall in the Andretti trailer <laughs> after that race, I would have paid good money. A hundred percent. Somebody was getting a spanking. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, um, it came over the radio um, to the broadcasters because I was flipping back between stations, and one of the broadcasters said to the pit reporter, "They were like, um, no one is to speak to any Andretti drivers. They are to go straight to, <laughs> straight to their holler." Michael apparently had plans to ream people's asses before they even gave an interview. As he should. There were, I would agree with him on a few, a few times. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it was an expensive day for him, I think. It was an expensive day for him. <laughs> yeah, I think he was shittier than anybody. Oh, uh, at the keyhole for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, like we just talked about uh, before we started recording, Scott McLaughlin won, so another win for Scotty Mack. Two for him, I think, so far this season. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's uh, in my fantasy league that I'm part of. He's one of my, my one of my drivers, so he's been doing well. Yeah, I, sh- I should have picked him. I almost did, and then I, I, sh- I didn't draft him, and I should have. He's, mis- he's, I made a mistake. He's doing well. I would say uh, Erickson, too, has been a little bit of a surprise to me. He's not one of my drivers for fantasy, but uh, he's been doing well this season, I think, Erickson. He has been. I certainly didn't expect him to win the 500. I did not. Although I, I did pick him as my wild card, and that helped me. It saved hey, me. Hey, very nice. Because my Ed Carpenter team, eh, maybe they didn't have a strong finish. But I still yeah. love them. Always. Always love them. <laughs> I'm hoping so, yeah. for a, I'm hoping for a strong finish uh, here in Toronto from uh, both Connor and VK. I'm leaning a little more towards VK, VK um, on this race, but we'll see. Well, you know, I'm excited because I'm a Pagano fan. Um, and so and he loves Toronto. It's his favorite track and he does quite well there. And he was the last I, I think he was the last winner. So the last time we were in Toronto was 2019, I think. And he was mm-hmm. I, I believe he was the winner. If I'm I pretty remember. sure. Yeah. Uh, and I th- I'm, I'm pretty sure he has maybe a record yeah. there. Yeah. 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 And he also in the poll, maybe. Yeah. Um, well, no, that's pre-COVID, so that's a long time ago. To that even is. So, yeah, about. he was the I pole mean... winner, and he won in 2019. The qualifying record is actually from 1999. 99. Uh, and it's Gil Oh, okay. That's oh, that's right. Okay. But. Newey's up there, too. Uh, Didn't he yeah, make some type it, of. 
yeah, there's a a, a current a, a layout change since then, and so New Gardens got the fastest time since the layout change, and that was from 2019. Well, you might not love me for this one. I, I was previously a huge Pagano fan, although lately not as, I mean, he's still good. Um, I'm not, I'm not a strong pick for him though, for this year at Toronto. I don't know. He's been, he's been turning up the heat. I'm, I'm picking him. Are you? All right. I am. He's been turning up the heat. He's been, he's been doing okay. Which speaking of, I say we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that we had a nice little stop by from Meyer Shank Racing while we were at Mid-Ohio. We did. That was very nice. It was very fun. And we got to see Simon and Haley's little baby. We got to see little Marley, who's cute as can be, um, and just was laughing his ass off at Duchess. Um, just found yes. Duchess so funny. It was just doing that, you know, that baby giggle over and over and over. And I have to say, one of the other enjoyable parts about that visit was um, Mrs. Trego, his, who is like Castro Navis's all-time biggest fan, uh, was like in heaven to see him there and get a photo with him. That was really a highlight for me. She just enjoyed having him there. <laughs> Oh my gosh, she was so excited. I mentioned something to her, um, and or no, she had said something earlier in the day. She was like, "I just love Castro Nevis," and I was like, "Do you?" I was like, "I I feel like I had the information, but I forgot." And she was like, "Yeah, I love Castro Nevis," and I was like, "Well, um, we might be getting a visit later on today." And she was like, "How how did you do that?" And I was like, "Well, I, I text their PR person, Laura." Um, that's how I did that. Uh, <laughs> it was great. They, it was, you know, it was they, they all were like, so personable and talking with everybody. It was, it was nice to have them at the site. It was. And Mike Shank is always a pleasure. I love him. Yeah. He so that was fun. But yeah, no, yeah. Mrs. Trego was, she was over the moon. That was great. I love to see that. It's like, yeah, she was ex- as excited as the kids. <laughs> we're going to need to get that photo, uh, autographed at some point for sure. Oh, absolutely. We will. Absolutely. So, she yeah, might be his I, number one fan, and then I might say her her one son Trego is not that he doesn't appreciate him as a driver. Uh, however, maybe not his favorite. <laughs> yeah, definitely not his favorite. Definitely not his favorite. Although I, to be I, fair, go ahead. I, I was gonna say to be fair, I don't think that he's her favorite son. So, <laughs> <laughs> speak the truth. Speak the truth. <laughs> well, all right. Let's we'll go. We, all, we all love Timmy. <laughs> we all love Timmy. Uh, Timmy. Uh, so, yeah, Mid-Ohio, great time. We all camped together per usual. Um, great race. Very exciting. And, uh, yeah, up to Toronto this week. Um, some quick, fast facts. I can find it here. So it is an 11 turn race. It is on the streets of Toronto. So it's our third street course because we've got St. Pete, Toronto and Nashville. I think that's it for our street courses. Long Beach. Is that a street? Course? Long Beach is street. There we Long go. Long Beach. Street. And we already had Long Beach. So, okay, so yes, four. yes. I felt like I was forgetting one. Apologies. I am. Um, I'm on night shift. And so I'm still waking up right now. Uh <laughs> Hey, Nashville, we haven't got there yet. So, and it's only the second year. So that's understandable. You're thinking three on average. So it's, it's new to Nashville. It's true. Yeah. So yeah, it is a temporary street course and it is 1.786 miles long. Um, It's an 85 lap race for a total of 151.8 miles. They get 200 seconds of push to pass, which they can only use for max 20 seconds at a time. That's pretty standard. Um, and it's usually a wild race to watch. The drivers really seem to enjoy Toronto and I am, uh, street courses are, are my least favorite, um, tracks on the schedule. Really? See, I'm the opposite. Street courses are my favorite. Interesting. Yeah. They're usually my least favorite, but Toronto is one that like, I love watching the Toronto race. Um, St. Pete obviously has a special place in my heart. I always love St. Pete. Um, but, but yeah, some of the, like Nashville has some growing to do. Agreed. Agreed. Learned last year. And I'm still on the fence. I'm still on the fence if I want to go to that race this year or not because of that. Um, I I liked it. I, I may go, but I do think another year or two, 
Um, they kind of need to get their rhythm. Yes. So they're they're gonna get there. They're gonna get there. Um, but yeah, there are a few things, you know, like the trees blocking the view and just things that when you haven't hosted a street course before. <laughs> Well, there were some technical difficulties. There were some difficulties with the stands being set up. There were some difficulties with uh, like what I would call uh, IT or technical difficulties with some of the trons not working or the audio, especially on a on a course like that street course where you you can't see much of the race. So you rely on what you can see on the trons or the the videos. And um, so it was pretty challenging for us last year, although we had a great weekend, an awesome place to have a race. Couldn't we have had a better time. Staying downtown, walking over to the race. Uh, that part I love. So there's potential I'll be going. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, Nashville's got great potential. Like you said, I think another year or two and they should really have their stuff together. But it's kind but of yeah. funny, though. I, I like the street course the best. Um, however, being a big fan of Ed Carpenter. Yes, I like the ovals, but there's so few on the schedule. Uh, and any from Pennsylvania are are hard to get to. They are. Um, so it, it, from a flight standpoint or a drive standpoint, it's not easy. I wish there were a few more ovals um, because I'd like to see him driving a little bit more, but um, I, I, I like the street courses. What do you like? What's your number one? Ovals. Ovals. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm an, I'm an oval girl. There's not enough of those. I know. There's not enough of them. I agree. <laughs> Roger Penske, I, let's work on it. Let's let's get a Kentucky. Let's get a Kentucky or a little, <laughs> I don't know. I would love Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a short drive for me. I would love what, that. Whatever happened to Richmond? And not to sidetrack here, but yeah, had Richmond come on during COVID and like it was under. And then yeah, it's gone. And, and it I just don't even know there. Never happened. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. It's like we I, miss, got I do miss Pocono and Watkins Glen, even though not traditional ovals, but uh, they're I close to Pocono home. Too. I miss <laughs> Pocono, too. I, we need another super speedway. We need another big, big oval. I definitely miss that. Although I will say exciting news. The stars like aligned perfectly and I am going to Iowa. I was literally just looking into going to that race and the flights are from Pennsylvania are like a thousand, I, like they're outrageous. It's, it's expensive. And I'm like, okay, hotels nearby. Would I stay in Des Moines? I, I don't know. Uh, it's a no for me. Yeah. It's I, a double header, right? It is a double header. Yeah. And I totally lucked out because I've got a friend who's going, she and her dad are going, um, Jocelyn, who we oh, just talked nice. about. Yes. So, and her dad lives um, up near Chicago. So, I was like, if I make my own way to Chicago, can I ride with you guys from Chicago to Iowa? And then as it turns out, Jocelyn um, is a travel agent part-time, so she gets travel agent hotel room rates. Nice. And so I was like, oh, okay. All of a sudden, this race became very doable for my budget. Well, and is she able to get something? So my concern was getting something close to the track or else I have to rent a car or get Uber. You know, it's about 40, 45 minutes to Des Moines. So it's like, okay, do I stay in the big city? Well, or... lucky for us, her dad's our DD. Okay. So right. we, we are going to be car. staying. Yeah. So we are going to be staying like 35 minutes away from the track, 35, or 40 minutes, but he doesn't drink. So it doesn't really matter for him. Okay. Whereas, you know, when you're looking at it for yourself and it's like a 40 minute Uber drive, that gets real expensive real fast. Right. And and would there be one available? I mean, I'm I'm yeah, I don't you're, know. When, you're in BFE. I, know, I mean, I know in, years, Iowa's. in years past at Mid Ohio, you know, I stayed away. Typically, we as you know, from this past year, um, we typically stay at the track. But one of the years during COVID, we did an Airbnb that was 20 minutes off site and I Ubered a little bit. And yeah, you can Uber in one direction, but then coming home a little bit more of a challenge and I don't want to be stranded. So it's like maybe rent a car if, if you're at a re- more of a remote track, which I yeah, think it, Iowa is. It is definitely a more of a remote track. Um, and if you want to camp, it's not a bad, not a bad track to camp at. It's just not a, not a track that I'm ever going to camp at again. <laughs> you were there the wild, the wild the, year, the crazy the wild camp, Yeah. And then uh, the tornado. Yeah. Uh, nope. So We made a rule that year. Um, I've had the only bad camping experiences I've had are at racetracks that have 
that are ovals with night races. And so I just have a blanket rule that I don't camp for night races. Well, is Ohio changed to a day race now, right? Like it was a night, or am I wrong about that? I was thinking. No, it, they didn't. They don't have lights, so they were never. They weren't a night. Oh, race. okay. My but they used I'm to sorry. start later in the day. Like okay. it used to not start till like three thirty, and so you okay. were there much later in the day. Okay. All right. But, well, as you know, that's not a track I've ever been to, and I I, I go to quite a few, uh, but that's not one I've been to. Yeah, it's definitely worth it, but not this year with flights and prices and all that plus hell your flight would probably get canceled then you couldn't get there anyway yeah uh i'm gonna skip it i'm still there's two or three i'm still thinking about but uh. i know i have to miss um nashville just because um well the aforementioned issues it was like not high on my priority list although it is you know it's only four and a half hours driving distance for me for me and so i'm like it's so close but it's also the same week as our family vacation that i've not been able to go on for the last three years and so i'm having to sacrifice nashville so i can work that weekend and have the days during the week off to be on the houseboat so yeah, i feel like indiana is close to any race i i mean i feel like we're 10 to 12 hours from any race you guys are i i feel like four to six hours from a lot of the races i we really uh, are it's it's we really have nice. to fly like nashville i would have to fly mm-hmm. uh, yeah well not you have to i would not have to fly but again unless i'm taking more time off work it's a it's, it's a quick flight yeah uh but yeah, yeah we definitely yeah being located in indiana is nice because it's pretty central to a lot of the tracks so, yeah, we can usually can usually drive to him. Um, so for Toronto, so you're you're not so hot on Simon Padgett. You know, who you think's going to win? Hmm. First or all three podium um, spots? Or just not necessarily in any order. Like who you think's going to be on the podium? Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking New Garden for the win. That's okay. my prediction. New Garden for the win. Um, he's been there before. He's been aggressive. He's wanting to advance on the points. That's my pick for number one. I'm thinking Herda and Rossi. Okay. Those three for the, for the top three for podium. Yeah. Newey for the win. I think Herda has been, excuse me, Herda has been trying and he's had a a couple fluke things going on, but I I think he's going to do well here. I would love to see that. I love Herda. He has had some, a, a trying season a little bit. And Rossi did so. I, I thought he was doing awesome in mid Ohio until, you know, <laughs> until <laughs> the, until incident. He <laughs> the incident <laughs> at the gill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was good up until then. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if power makes a, is on the podium again. He is just quietly stealthily staying up in the points. Here's my thing with power. Anytime I pick him for any reason, he takes a shit. You know, um, Will Power, you know what Will Power would say to you? What? Stop picking him. <laughs> Which I do. <laughs> I don't pick him anymore. Um, he's a great driver. He he's freaking amazing. However, I I can't pick him because when I do, something goes wrong. So, I get that. No. Can't pick I, him. I get that. I think Pagano is going to be on the podium. He loves this track. It loves him. He was the most recent winner. Um, I feel and like you're a Mershank fan. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. I am all I'm in betting on against Shank. you, though, girl, on that one. I know you are. That's OK, though. I mean, I have to be a Meyer Shank fan. They have my last name in mm-hmm. the name of the team. Like there was no way. And then when Pagano moved, it was like, all right, good. Now I don't have to split my money between two teams anymore. Uh <laughs> But, yeah, I think Pagano, I think Power, um, I think McLaughlin, because he, he does well on the street courses, too. See, I haven't done my fantasy picks yet, and you know he's one of them. So, of course, I would be rooting for him 100%. But back-to-back wins, I'm not sure. You never then, know. I mean, sometimes you, you drivers don't. ride that high, and it just gives them extra confidence going in, but, like, in a good way, not in a make-stupid-mistakes way. It's the thing I love about IndyCar. You, you never know, know. You never know. You can have everything going for one or two drivers, you know, and one little thing happens. One yellow flag falls at the wrong time, and it just, yep. you just, yep. 
I right? love that. I think that happened to, I think it was to hurt at mid Ohio. Didn't he wanted to pit? Was it mid Ohio? Mm-hmm. I, I hope I'm remembering correctly. I he wanted so. to pit, but he couldn't get in in time. And then that just, he was and in the lead, but he needed to pit and he could not get in. And that ruined him for the race. Yep. And I think a lot of the crew I run around with from the pain tour, I think a lot of them had picked him to do yeah. well. And I think that pretty much uh, decided. Decided his fate for that race. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, it's one of the things I do like about IndyCar that, you know, it's not always going to be a Penske driver. It, it can, it's anybody's race. I mean, it's not going to be a Kellett or a Jimmy Johnson, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we're not miracle workers here. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, was, that, was that inappropriate for me to say that? <laughs> not at all. Not on this show. Um, well, so what's interesting, we have had 10 races, I think. Nine or 10 yeah, races. Nine or 10, yeah. And we've had six different, oh, nine races. And we've had nine, six, six winners. different winners, yeah. Yeah. So, which again, yeah, just is a testament to that. You just, I mean, there's so many good drivers that it can be anybody's game. And, you know, I never want to count out Pato Award. That kid knows how to wheel a car. That's true. So, and he, um, yeah, he's he's about due for another win. He had a hard time in Mid-Ohio, yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I do love him. I wouldn't mind seeing him, him do well ever. I always enjoy seeing him, him do well. Um, there's not really, you Hello? know, and, and that's another thing. It's hard. Oh, Palo, which we are. Yes, we Palo. need to talk about him. <laughs> but yeah, Palo, although I don't know that the street courses are Palo's strength. No, I wouldn't pick, I, I, I would not pick him, but, uh, but I mean, well, he's, the defending, he, there, he's the defending champion. So. You know, it's not like he doesn't know how to drive the car. So he definitely could be a possibility. Who do you think is going to be the uh, first out? Uh, Kellett's my pick for first yeah. out. Or Jimmy Johnson. Same. They're always they're always close to that spot, not always at that spot. But if, if I had to pick one person, I would say Kellett. Okay. Sorry, sorry, Kurt, the Kurt. Sorry about uh, that. <laughs> Which is such a shame because Kellett is just the nicest guy. I mean, as is Jimmy Johnson. Honestly, they're both such nice guys. But yeah, I think Jimmy Johnson. He uh, he especially does not do well on the street courses. No, and he's not run at this course before, correct? Correct. <laughs> right. So and and again, there's quite a few drivers that have not, at least for IndyCar. I think they have in the, in the feeder series and or um, uh, I'm trying to think who who. Who was I thinking? Um, Herta. Has Herta been there before for IndyCar? I can't remember. Was he in, was the, he in, in the feeder series, but not in, in the IndyCar. feeder series? Okay. But again, I think there's a, a it's going to make for a really interesting race. The fact that we have not been there in a couple of years. I think you're going to yeah. have some really aggressive, hungry drivers, some new drivers at that track, some that have been there before, but not as IndyCar drivers. Uh, and as an example, Jimmy Johnson, I, I think this is not his strong suit. And I, um, yeah, if I could pick two, I would say Jimmy Johnson or Kellett. Uh, but if I had to pick one, I'd say Kellett. Well, I would say Jimmy Johnson. So we're covered. Oh, we're covered. all right. I, I, I could be persuaded to that. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I so the the activity on track. Um, so starting on Friday, July 15th. So that'll be today when it drops, since it'll drop at midnight. Uh, we're yep, recording yep. on Thursday. Soon to be, uh, soon to be. Yep. And so from 2.30 to 3.45 p.m. is the first practice, and I predict a lot of red flags. I think you're right. There's going to be hungry drivers, and there's just so many drivers that have not been on this track in these cars. I think this race is going to be fantastic because of that. Um, hungry drivers, new drivers, not there in a few years, even Pagano. I mean, yes, he does. He, he has done well in many races, winter 2019, but it's been some time since he's been there and I am looking forward to this race. I really wish I was at this race. Oh, you and me both, (laughs) you and me both. I love Canada. I just want to, I wonder what, I didn't even look what the weather's going to be like, uh, hopefully good, but you know, that always throws a, a little, little wrench in things yeah it does it does does. so Um, yeah i haven't looked either Um, i think it's supposed to be pretty nice though 
So the only thing I was wondering was it's on, it, it's going to be shown on the practices, uh, practice Friday. And then I know there's more practice and, and qualifying on Saturday. They're going to be on Peacock, but it said Peacock premium. And I'm thinking, I, yes, I have Peacock, but is there a difference between what I have in premium? I better look that up before I'm trying to watch I it. I think you have to have premium to access the IndyCar stuff, period. Okay. So then I already have it. I'm good because yeah, I'm like, sure. I'm like, if I go to watch it, um, and I can't get it on scramble. I'll be, I'll be a little ticked, but it's, it's, it said uh peacock premium with limited commercials. I'm like, eh, in my opinion, they have a little too many commercials. If you they know what do. I mean. So they're promising only three minutes or six minutes of commercials throughout the entire race. I'm going to check them on that. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to clock it. Yeah. <laughs> because I because feel like their commercials are too long. They, I, I don't feel like they were. Peacock. Yeah. I don't feel like they were previously. I feel like they've jacked it up and. And they're, they're, why are they always at key points? Like, I feel like even when we were at Mid-Ohio watching live, I'm, I'm texting a friend who's watching it at home on TV. And they're like, I'm like, who was in that accident? Because I didn't have my radio on at the time. And they're like, I don't know. It's a commercial. I'm like, of course, it's a commercial. Of like, course. And why what, don't they do the side by side? Exactly. I pay extra For NBC. Money. Yes. And, and and I think when it's on NBC, they do that. And, and I'm like, I don't know why Peacock doesn't. I, yeah, it's it's a frustration. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, no. Sorry to rant off. off no, off you're that, fine. But... I'm with you. All right. Things I would change if I was in charge. <laughs> and let me well, tell you, I have given that feedback to NBC. I literally, so I still work remote part of the time, you know, so some of the times I'm I'm in the field, but some of the times I work from home, I literally put a TV up, a wall-mounted TV in my, my home office. So for days like this on a Friday, there's practice. I can have that going while I'm have working. It up while you're working. <laughs> as as it. long as I don't have a client virtual meeting going on, I got practice on while I'm working and I'm like, yes. And tomorrow yeah. I'm working remote from home. So I'm hoping to see practice on Peacock. <laughs> tomorrow I am, uh, I said, I've got a wedding in the evening, so I'll just shower before practice and then do my makeup and all the stuff that, you know, didn't require let, nothing loud like the hairdryer, but do do a lot of my getting ready, you know, near near the end of practice, so that way I can sit down, watch, enjoy. So yeah, sometimes when I'm at work, it gets a little dicey, you know, because yeah, I have to do my job as well. Uh, sometimes I just keep like one earbud, hypothetically, uh, one <laughs> earbud in my ear, and like just have my phone in my pocket so I can at least hear what's going on. Yep. If I, I can't get it. actually watch. Because <laughs> we're addicts, we're we're a little addicted to IndyCar. But well, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. For the Saturday schedule, um, some of the Pain Tour group are we're getting together for dinner, and I'm like, wait, what's the schedule for Saturday? So what am I, you know, am I gonna miss anything from a qualifying standpoint? But it it appears not. Practice and qualifying are earlier in the day, so I can watch those as well. Yep. No, it'll be good. It'll be a good race. Um, I think you're right. I think you're right about the hungry drivers and not having been there. I think that there's going to be a lot of action. This is not going to be a, a, a green, a straight up green race. There's going to be a and, lot of yellows. And in my opinion, following the outcome of, of mid Ohio, again, I did well on my fantasy picks. So my picks did well. However, uh, and by the way, nice job VK at mid Ohio. He did well, but, um, I really think some some of the drivers who could do well at Toronto had some problems at Mid Ohio. Again, going to make them hungrier. I think more aggressive. And a few Which years since they've been there, I cannot could wait. Go either way. It could work yes. out well for them, or it could work out very poorly for them. Except for Andre Andretti drivers, they'll be like, right? <laughs> they'll be like driving Miss Daisy, just ten and two. Yeah, I gotta have those. I gotta have those channels on the radio or something. I gotta like. save those as favorites. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there were some great quotes from Mid Ohio. Were, yeah, some good stuff. Good stuff. So, all right, on to the polo drama. Yes, yes. Wow. Which yeah, okay. So yeah, the rest of the schedule. All right, yeah, we'll we'll tell you that. I right. literally had to look this stuff up on social media because I was busy with work and our indie crew group was blowing up about what was happening. And I'm like, wait, what's going on with Palau? And, and even to, to, to today, I mean, I think we know where he's going, but what's it going to cost, you know? <laughs> and, well, and I think that's exactly why Chip did what he did, but it was Smart. really funny because to me it was like, 
Polo announced on social media, like, hey, it's like somebody announced, like, hey, me and so-and-so broke up. It was amicable. It was a mutual decision. Like, wish him the best in the future. And then, like, Chip Ganassi Racing was like, happy anniversary, babe. Looking forward to many more years together. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you what, I I was eating it up. After, after After I heard about it, I'm like, wait, what's happening? Which way is he going? And... I mean, I think it was smart on Chip's side of the house, you know, from a business standpoint. Totally. But honestly. I'm I'm sorry. Hang on just one second. That's my dog. Duchess, come here. Come here. Come here. Good girl. All right. Sorry. Hey, Duchess, what's happening? (laughs) Right. Somebody's entering the building. She hears us talking about racing. You know, she's excited. She was at Mid-Ohio and she had a great time. She had a great time. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I honestly was not sure really what what was what was accurate reporting from social media because the way that yeah. it was presented. And then when Pelot came out with the like, uh, I didn't say this. I didn't, I didn't say, say this. this. I didn't approve that. I was like, oh shit, I love it. I oh, love it. Here for it. I was just yeah, like pop me some popcorn. I am here to just. Watch the drop. And then Chip Cadassi coming back later in the evening. So that was earlier, like late afternoon. And then Chip coming back at like, I don't know, late evening saying, as something like, as stated earlier, we've exercised our right to extend the contract. I'm like, oh shit. He's he's basically saying, McLaren, write me a check. Yeah, show me the money. <laughs> right. So from that standpoint, I can't blame him. Very smart. Oh, very he's, smart. He's a hundred percent gonna do gonna I, make decisions that cost him the least amount of money and make him the most amount of money. What I want to know is, he clearly some little birdie told him what was about to come down, what was about to be announced, what was about to be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> told it's real hard um, to keep secrets at the paddock. I would like to know how that got to him, and um, perhaps below uh, they should have been talking a little a, a little clearer. But again, makes for good good fun uh, in silly season. I get early silly I mean, season. If, if I were a guessing person on how that got back to Chip, yes, please tell me. So, and this is pure speculation. This is pure okay. just me conspiracy theory. But love it. The rumor that I had on very good authority. Mm. was that Dixon was going to be going to McLaren. Okay. And so if McLaren was flirting with both of them, I could see Dixon. Or Emma. Did Emma call it out or was it Dixon? (laughs) I could see Dixon keeping his boss, Chip, very happy. Okay. All right. And, hey, no shame in that. No shame in that. Although when they asked about it, he's like, I don't know shit about shit. (laughs) My money's on Emma. Emma, Emma shifted gears in there. She's like, I'm coming in here hot for my honey. <laughs> <laughs> Go get him, Emma. <laughs> right, she's like, nope, we've been with CGR. We're staying with CGR. I'm. It's very interesting to me. Well, I understand why Polo might want to leave. Because um, oh, sure. typically what Ganassi has done is that they set up all their cars based off of their top driver, which has been Scott Dixon for years and years and years. And so like Rosenquist didn't race well with them because he doesn't race well on a car that's set up for Scott Dixon. Right. And they're set up for Scott. They're all set up for Scott Dixon so that they can give good feedback back to Scott Dixon. Ganassi is very much a like team orders. Everybody's working together, you know, yeah, one of those. And so, I can understand where, especially as the returning champion, if you were like, I would rather not do that anymore. And they were like, because I'm your lead driver. Right. Yeah. And they were like, well, you have one championship. He has six. So like TFB, I can see where him being like, you know, for personal reasons, I would rather not race here anymore. You know, and I agree. And he's a superstar. And, you know, it's it's probably hard to feel like a superstar when you're on Scott Dixon's team. Yes. And, and, you know, regardless of the age difference, I mean, Dixon, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he still is a strong driver. Uh, I, I'm usually not picking him to win, although, you know, that's not a long shot, but he is up there. I mean, he is a strong driver. And you can never count him out. No. He can and start he, in the back of the field and then end up on the podium. You just, 
you just never, I mean, Dixon right. just does Dixon things. About the time that you're ready to count him out, he then comes back and wins two races back to back. And you're like, and that's Scott Dixon. All right. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, so, but yeah, that drama was wild. And the last thing I heard on social media was, well, it's unclear which direction he's going. I guess my opinion, again, if it's not finalized, is he's definitely going to McLaren, which I guess which series, I'm not sure, right? I guess that's on the, like, they didn't announce if he's Formula One, Formula E, or IndyCar. They didn't announce it from the IndyCar account. It was just straight up McLaren. So, and I think which, I read somewhere that in his contract, he cannot go to another IndyCar team. Um, maybe it was IndyCar team. I, I forget, but oh, I, I was like, I, I was like, mm, so which is he going to? Um, so maybe he's going to go. I mean, because I know Rosenquist, Rosenquist. Looks like is going to Formula E. Okay. Um. And what do you think the thought, what what are the thoughts on that? Um, do you think he feels shafted on that or not? He's glad to go that way. I don't know if he feels shafted on that. Um, I think that he's probably looking forward to it. I mean, he is okay. European, and so yes. he's probably looking forward to having some races closer to home. And I also feel like the younger drivers are all about um, Formula One, or you know, I, I feel like like a Dixon, maybe not, but yeah. the younger generation, I feel like. They're not opposed to Formula One or Formula E. No, and honestly, I mean, I don't blame them. I, you know, I've seen some people post that they don't want IndyCar to become like a feeder series to F1, and I completely agree. I think that, I think that we have the superior sport, honestly. I feel that well, I feel that way too. And I also feel like Formula One feeds to us. So I feel like it goes in both directions. Yeah. And so, yeah, but it's like, I don't want us to be like a farm team for, I don't want the younger generation to like be here a year or two. And then they are driving to Formula One. That's what I'm afraid of. I agree. And I feel like we have a few in that category right now. mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't want that to be the case, but at the same time, I can't be mad at him because Formula One, you make so much more money. Yes. I mean, how could you say no? It's like Joseph Newgarden when he left Ed Carpenter Racing. There was no bad blood. He absolutely loved Ed Carpenter Racing, but you can't compare Ed Carpenter money to Penske money. You know, 100%. And, yeah, and, and that yeah. hurt because I was a big oh. Newey fan back then, and I loved him driving for Carpenter. And, but I was not disappointed, and I'm still a big fan of him with Penske. So, yes, you can't blame him. I understand that. Yeah, so it's like I get it, and also you know just the experience because that's the other thing is you know at the end of the day they're all they're all just drivers like they want to drive everything they can. That's why in the off season they are driving other shit, you know like Rossi does the Baja whatever um, every that's year. That's why Connor Gailey is one of my favorites. Oh, you know, he, he's not always on the podium, but I will tell you what he will he can drive anything. Anything. He, he wants to drive anything, and as far as I'm concerned, he's like a fan favorite. Like he is just um, funny, and uh, yeah, he's got a great yeah. sense of humor about everything about himself. He and could, he's been know. doing uh, this season. I mean, he's been finishing strong, strong. I you know I feel he like he's been. been in the top ten quite a few times. I think he's doing. I think he's doing well. I think so too, and I I think that it's you know this consistency that he's got full season, same team, same car, doesn't have to do the switcherewski and race in ovals for this team and race in road courses for this team and that's hard. That has to be hard, right? I when he had a full ride, I was like when he was trying to work out the sponsors, I'm like please, please. you know give him one year, and I'm not gonna lie at the 500. I was rooting for him to win. I wanted to see you know the hometown. I, I wanted him to win so bad. I really did because I really think the crowd would have went insane. Oh, I feel like he would have been a long shot to win. And, you know, Carpenter, that team always does well at that track as far as qualifying, maybe not finishing, but, um, but they always kill in qualifying. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I was hoping for him to win, but I would. Yeah, I always am. I mean, that... I, I'm picking VK over him for Toronto only because I just feel like he's a little stronger on these types of courses. Um, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I, I think I, I'm hoping Daly does well, but I just I think BK is a little stronger, a little more aggressive on these types of courses. Yeah, it's a little bit more. He's a little bit more comfortable with them. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah, I agree. And he, and with where he finished at Mid Ohio, I think he's like a little bit, you know, he did well enough, but maybe a little more hungry to shift it into the next gear. Yeah, and honestly, we really haven't seen VK have like a huge breakout moment yet this season, and so I feel and like honestly. I'm shocked because I thought he, you know, last season when he broke his collarbone, remember yeah. on the bike ride, That's he was right. so strong. And then uh, obviously after that, he really um, struggled. Let's just say that. I thought this, the start of this season, he would have a, a super strong year and he, he hasn't been bad, but not as good as I would have predicted. Yes, I agree. I definitely would have expected him to have done more by this point in the season. Yeah, so I thought he would have been through the recovery a little more. Um, Ed, Ed Carpenter don't should not allow his, his drivers to trail bike or whatever he was doing. <laughs> during well, the season. That's, you, that should be in the contract from now on, and that's coming from a risk control person. <laughs> uh, so you know what's funny is that they actually do have a lot of shit their contracts like that. Like, none of them are allowed to ride motorcycles. Uh, well, like or even after, like dirt bikes like I would assume that's normal but like the interview that Ed did afterwards was you know after that after his injury he was just like very cool about it which that's awesome you know it was it, as a boss way to go you know what's he going to do and I and, you know and right. sure he was doing it for workout and exercise and all of that however from my standpoint Ed needs to put that in the contract if it's not there <laughs> no, yeah. stationary no, no bikes that. only for you VK you can't be trusted he needs he needs to join. I saw I saw a YouTube or a video clip one time here in PA where uh, Andretti and Connor Daly and Rossi, you know that circle, the guys that run together. They were up here uh, for a weekend and they were working out and there was a little clip of them, you know, working out in the gym on the exercise bikes and I'm like they need to bring VK along for that weekend so he's not out on the live bikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, that'd be like trusting me to not hurt myself on a bike. Just not gonna happen. <laughs> not a good bet. Not a good bet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I felt he was on a strong, a strong, strong roll, and then that injury happened. I thought he'd come back a little stronger, but he he's doing well, just not as well as I thought. Yeah, he's just not quite living up to his his potential right his now. His potential, I I think he's a lot. Yeah, a lot of potential. He does, and ta- I mean, he's just such a fun guy. God, I love that kid. I mean, just his excitement level. Right. He's like Christmas morning excited 24 hours a day. So so let's talk about, the, you know, what's interesting to me. Come on at Mid-Ohio. I got a picture with Connor Daly and VK and the stash on VK. I was oh. like, where did this come from? He's so young. And I'm like, that's a, is that a real stash? I was like, yeah, did oh, you, did my you buy guy. that? <laughs> and 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 I was with Trego at the time. He's like, "Wait, did he have that stash before?" And I'm like, "No, he didn't." <laughs> it took him the whole season to grow it. If I see that in Nashville, if I see the stash and his hat, the cowboy hat or the the, the yes. you know, whatever you call it, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. Uh-huh. Cuz he's so young. He's so young, but he had like a full Tom Selleck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was so silly me. Uh, he's been he's been hanging around Connor Daly too long. <laughs> right next thing he's gonna have a mullet. I love uh, it. <laughs> oh no, I love it too. I I just that team is so much fun. Uh yes. They just yeah they just are. I need uh, a job yeah. on that team. <laughs> yeah you do. Yes you do. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that would be your like dream job. It would be. And then you could live job. here in Speedway. <laughs> yes. You could have the the official paint tour house in Speedway. Well, I don't know what the housing market is like there, but if it's anything like it is here, now's not the time to buy. <laughs> it, it, yeah, that was not the time. It's yeah, it's even worse. Speedway is already usually a little pricier because of the school system, and then you throw this housing market on it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We don't need to get into that for. But for, for Team Ed but, Carpenter, no price is too big. I would be there. <laughs> you're like, I'd pay it though. Honestly, it's ridiculous, I just, but I'd pay it. I just don't know if they can afford me. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy, I don't know that anybody can really afford your true worth. <laughs> I don't know how much you're making now, but I'll, I I would say it's probably not enough. <laughs> uh, See, you know me. You know me. <laughs> I do. I know that you're worth every penny. <laughs> I know you. Now you're well. sweet talking me. 
<laughs> I know. I don't have any favors to ask of you. I'm just just building it up. All right. All right. Not yeah. yet, anyway. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> just remember this the next time I do need a favor. Yes. Done. <laughs> yeah. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the Palo stuff, I think he is going to end up at McLaren. I just think it's going to cost McLaren some money. Not that they don't oh. have it. Yeah, um, I think it is. And smart on Ganassi's. Yeah, smart. I think that was the way way to go. Um, I'll be curious to see what else is said about it. I'm just, it's funny that nothing else has been said after that. Yes. Seems, well, I've been busy with work. I haven't seen anything anyway. So if, if anything has been said, I haven't seen it. <laughs> there was, let me find this real quick. Because I tweeted it um somebody took a screenshot which by the way if you see something on the internet this is just a psa and it's great always take a screenshot before they delete it you never know you never know for instance this is one of the best comments and i'm better on instagram now but this was like back in the day when i barely used instagram i happened to hop on one day when connor daly had like a picture of like him in a dirt car like at a usac midget he had a picture of him in an indy car a picture of him in like an xfinity car and a picture of something else like it was that year that he drove literally everything under the sun and he was like i can drive anything with four wheels and somebody commented or two legs (laughs) 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 and i was like boom sent it to molly dude that comment was gone by the time molly went to instagram like well you you know how many comments i saw about like some of the media sites that posted about Chip Ganassi renewing the contract for Palo before knowing about McLaren's comment, like even IndyCar, you know, there was a lot of people that were posting it. And then, and then you had a lot of comments of, uh, I'm surprised they haven't deleted it yet. Or I, I just reading the commentary was the highlight of my evening that day. I think it was oh. on Wednesday. I was like, yes, this is epic. It's amazing. So this is one that they, tweeted and then deleted it it was literally only on twitter for one minute and it was for chip ganassi <laughs> instead there's still time to cast your vote for at alex Pillow to win the best driver award at the espies <laughs> and then the drama went down and they were like delete <laughs> like that's cold-blooded see I, I i'm so slow with social media i can't keep up with all of it that i'm like i'm uh, you know unless one of the people in our crew bringing something to my attention i'm like yeah i missed the whole thing <laughs> i know it was a day that i was busy and i was like wait i got on and saw a bunch of people referencing things and i'm like okay shit now i have to go and look some stuff up so well, that's what happened with below because like i was so busy with work that day i'm like what is everybody talking about which you know and then i'm like trying to look, look it up and you know we have to work at our real job right yeah, <laughs> we have to make money so we can go to all these damn races i know i told my boss to our habit I told, I told the owner at our firm, I'm like, you know, I have a couple of clients that are big IndyCar fans. I'm like, you know, we entertain our clients all the time. We take them golfing. We, you know, take them out to dinner. We, we do events all the time. We go on trips with them all the time. It's time for IndyCar, baby. So, like, my trips are going to start to be expensed. <laughs> He's like, now hold on a minute. I'm like, wait a minute now. <laughs> right. You're like, come on now. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> right. Oh my! Let's, let's let's talk about how we can do, how we can make this a business expense. You're right. See, it needs to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about it. Well, I mean, we could talk about insurance at any race you want to go to. <laughs> hey, as long as I take a client, huh? we don't even need to talk about insurance. You know, it's a relationship business, and you oh, know, that's true. It, it's a relationship business, and we handle like so. Some of the accounts I handle are pretty large accounts, so. Um, a lot of the job is developing, yeah, developing personal relationships. Yeah. Anybody can do the business side of it. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, what is your personal relationship? You know, so, Hey, nothing like going to the 500 together. Now, maybe I wouldn't have them at the paint tour site because they might get scared. That might be a little (laughs) much. Yeah. A little much. Um, But but, yeah, yeah, I think that's a great (laughs) idea. I think that that's a great idea. I would. Yeah. I, I would help volunteer my services as a as a as a race weekend concierge. We had uh, at the 500. Um, Dean's wife got us some sweet passes on practice day, and um, I actually had a client call in, call to talk to me about something during the day. He, he you know, he's a big IndyCar fan. 
And I took his call and I'm like, Hey, right now I'm listening to practice. I'm sitting in a suite and I'm like, do you want me to go outside so you can hear it? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, this is the kind of work call I want while I'm at the 500 weekend. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Like, yes, please. I want to hear the cars. That's great. And he's, and he's like a good friend of my boss. So it's like, not only is he a client, but he's good friends with the owner. So it's like, mm, that's a double plus right there. Yep. That is, that is, uh, uh, I love it. Well, I think that was all the, all the IndyCar drama for this week. I mean, that was more than enough. Yeah. Now the key is you and I need to circle back around personally uh, after the race to see based on our predictions and our thoughts about today's recording, what actually happened. I cannot wait. I'm going to definitely talk to you after the race personally. Oh yeah. No, we're going to be texting. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens, how things go. But yeah, I think, I think the first practice is going to be a complete shit show. I predict a lot of cars into a lot of tire barriers. I'm predicting more on Right on the race. Um, not that oh, I not, think the race. Not that I don't think that a lot will happen in practice and qualifying. I think it will. I, I agree with you. Uh, but I think the race itself. Uh, I'm gonna private text you what I think for the first uh, situation. <laughs> yeah. What turn I think the first situation will be. In. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, I would always you. say lap one, turn one. Yeah. Like, I mean, if we can typically. make it through lap one, turn one. <laughs> typically then that might be my pick but i'm gonna private text you what I, I i didn't give that any thought ahead of time but i'm gonna look i'm gonna look at it and i'm gonna i'm gonna private text you what i think that's my last prediction i'm gonna send it to you separately all right i like it i like it all right all right <laughs> all right well thank you so much for joining us tammy um again if you if you say this is your first time listening make sure that you subscribe uh rate review share share fast cars fast girls with your friends and family and of course you can find everything related to fast cars fast girls on our website which is www.fastcarsfastgirls.com you can link to all of our social media you can listen to the podcast directly from there or you can listen anywhere that you like to listen to podcasts so again make sure you check us out fastcarsfastgirls.com so all right thank you thanks so much let's wave the checkered and uh Happy race weekend. Hey, I got black and white on. I see that. I like it. I got black and white on too, actually. Look at us. Like we planned it. None of you will see this because I don't post the video. Uh, but It's for our viewing pleasure. It's for only. our viewing pleasure. You'll have to trust. We're both wearing black and white. We're very festive. All, All right. right. Well, thank you, Abby. Thank you. Have a great week, everyone. And thanks for listening.